rough days. Only rough days, except not, because today's a good day. I have a guest on today who's really cool. She's a writer. She produces her own film. She makes her own content. So let me tell you about her. Melanie Thompson is a writer, actor, and director, a proud native of the Washington, D.C. area and graduate of Emerson College's highly competitive Bachelor of Fine Arts acting program. She has been featured in various films, TV shows, and commercials, including Sick for Toys and Hulu's Dimension 404. Highly invested in independent cinema, Melanie recently directed the award-winning comedic short Two Weeks Notice and is in post-production for The Package, a short she wrote directed, and starred in. And here she is, the creative person herself, Melanie Thompson. Woo! (laughs) Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. I think it's really cool that you're doing it. You're doing everything. I love, that's, that's the, that's, that's me. That's a lot of other people I know. And, um, yes, 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 doing everything and, and making, a career for ourselves and for yourself. I think that's, that's the best, the best kind of person. And so (laughs) obviously, you know, producing, writing, directing, you, there are rough days in showbiz that happen. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to make my own content and produce my own work. And I have such a strong um, uh, concern with having like, everyone on set feels super comfortable and super heard and like they're feeling safe because there's been plenty of times when I've shown up on set as an actor and I just felt really like they just could care less oh, yeah. about how we feel, which is like, and you sometimes you just show up and you never know, right? Sometimes I've shown up and there's been trailers for us and things like that. And I'm like, this is so nice. Sometimes you show up and like, the crafty is amazing. The lunch is amazing. Like you can tell that they really care, you know, yeah. but I was on, I was on set recently. Um, you know, one of these little crime reenactment shows things, right. Um, oh, yes. and, um, so I, I already know that their, their budget isn't, isn't huge and that they've got to kind of work with what they got. Although apparently they flew people in from out of town and whatever. So I'm like, there's, there's money somewhere here, you know, and that's just, for me, it's just so important to just feel like someone, you know, made some sort of effort to make people feel comfortable. But like we were shooting in this house um, and it just felt like they just picked any random house off the street. They did not. It was it was so dirty. It was just so disgusting. Like I went up it like it was the house itself was very beautiful. It's like a house in like Boyle Heights or something. One of those older houses, you know. Uh, had a really nice yard. It was really, really cool. The architecture was great, but um, showed up and uh, I, you know, went upstairs to the bedroom where the, where the wardrobe was being held. And I get it. I get either, you know, you're on location, you make the bet, you you make do with what you can, but um, you know, just uh, showed up with all my clothes, you know, because one thing I hate and I get it, I understand. Sorry, this is a tangent a little bit, but you know, and a lot of, you know, non-union or lower budget type things, you have to bring your own, your own clothes. And it's just the biggest pet peeve of mine for a couple of reasons. A, oh, because, yeah. you know, I get all of my clothes from the thrift store and I love it. I like my style, but I realize it doesn't like necessarily translate to what people are looking for on camera. So when I get the email from the wardrobe department being like, bring this, this, or this, I'm like, I don't have it. And that's kind of not my job, you know, like, yeah. Um, 
but I do the best I can. I pull out everything, you know, like I go through my entire closet, it <clears throat> makes some selections and then I get there and they never, ever, ever use anything I bring, like never. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pretty much every single time. Uh, but I get to this, this set and I go up to the wardrobe and they they put me in, you know, like a police uniform or something that it's just really uncomfortable, way too big. And I go into change and I go into change into, um, the bathroom. And like, I still see like, you know, toothpaste stains and the floor is dirty and there's like wet hair, you know, on the, uh, on the sink, on the bathtub. I'm just like, it looked like someone had just used the bathroom who like lived there. And Ooh. I was like, did they even spring for like a cleaning fee? It just made me feel so dirty. And so like, it just felt grimy. It just felt really, Ooh. really grimy. And it was just really unprofessional, I thought. And, and, oh, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I get that, you know, budget is tight and people are trying, you know, but I, I just... And then the holding was either outside where it was, I mean, the temperature just kind of changed throughout the entire day. It, at first it was like really, really hot. And again, I'm sitting in this heavy cops uniform and I'm just like dying. And, or the other option was to go inside into one of the bedrooms. And I was like, was someone sleeping in here? Like last oh, night. Yeah. I, so I just, I just felt so, you know, grimy and you know how things are today after you know everything that has gone on you just want to feel clean you want to feel like someone considered that and it just didn't feel like anyone considered that at all you know and um similarly I shot something last week where I had to go to the Santa Monica Pier and you know again and I just want to say obviously I am grateful for whatever work I get you know I'm always always so um thrilled to be on whatever set it is but it just it, it always just makes me think about you know, because as someone who wants to, you know, have my own production company and, you know, continue to, to run my own sets and things like that, it's just like, I'm just trying to think about, okay, if it's a really cold day on, you know, by the beach, let's make sure we have holding for, you know, the actors. That's not just a bench, you know, and oh it's freezing and we're when, you know, like, of course, production's way behind schedule. So we're just kind of sitting there, you know, it's just, and again, I understand you have to sort of work with what you're given and they can't control the weather and all of these things. But, you know, sometimes I'm like these contingencies that they just don't quite, uh, you know, think about just really sort of speak to, you know, it, sometimes it, it's hard for me not to, to see it translate to how they view their actors or, or the or the crew, too, you know. So sure. um, that's just something that's like so important to me when um you know kind of on the flip side when I'm trying to create my own content and hire people and things like that I'm taking so much more notice now of like the little things that they do to accommodate the people they've hired to be there um so those that you know that 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 reenactment show was, was one that came to my mind recently because I was just really really disgusted <laughs> yeah and it just i just ugh, just it was it was kind of gross that's disgusting <laughs> i know <laughs> i know that yeah it's because was this location rented part forgive me if you mentioned that like do you know if they rented it i think they rent like yeah i think they rented it yeah. uh i mean I, I think someone must have scouted it and you know paid the owner but they were paying for it that's crazy because like i know that a lot of you know they have studios that you can rent you know they have like multiple sets on them and stuff like that 
And it's crazy because a lot of those ones, when you go, are like usually pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, it's usually like pretty spotless, like the ones I can think of. So yeah, usually it's pretty nice, you know, and yeah. like, you like an Airbnb or something. And yeah. One, so it's, it's disgusting that someone was like, well, they're going to dirty it up anyway and just left the pubes on the floor. Yes, uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it was so, it was so gross. And it's just, ugh. yeah, I'm feeling sick, queasy thinking about it. <laughs> and also, I, I also the wardrobe thing for sure. That That's such a bummer. I'll bring like 10 of my things. I bring like half my closet, all these hangers. I'm lugging it around. And then it'll be like, oh yeah, just... Uh, you know, uh, wear what you're wearing. That's, we like mm-hmm. that. I'll yeah. Be like, no. Yeah. No! Every single time, every single time I want to email them and be like, trust me, whatever you have, you're going to prefer it to what, to either like what I bring or, or, you know, like, unless it's something super, super specific. Sometimes you just want to be at the, you know, working with people who have that covered, you know, and it can just be frustrating. Cause you're like, I'm here to be an actor and, someone is hired to be the wardrobe person. And, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's a pet peeve. And I realize that it's like a very specific, uh, you know, gripe that I have, uh, perhaps that maybe is a little, a little whiny on my part, but. Um, no, I get that. I get that. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely team costume. But I don't know. I guess, you know, whatever. Can't spend money, right? I don't know. I know. I see it from their perspective, too. Don't get me wrong. I do. I understand yeah. the logic behind it. It's just one of those things that annoys me. It's because I'm yeah. just like, bring all this stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's me being a little bit of a, of a diva, maybe. I don't know. But No, I don't know. I But I agree with it. I don't know. I mean, there's been student films I've done where they've had wardrobe. Like, they usually have wardrobe. I mean. It's so funny, too. Exactly what you're saying about that. I was thinking about that too, where like, there's been, you know, student or independent type films that I've been on and kind kind of thinking about, you know, other sort of rough day type of situations that I've been in. I mean, there's been many, but um, there's one in particular where like, we we're shooting up in like Lake Arrowhead or, or Big Bear or something like that. And it was like an overnight shoot, you know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. And so like, that's just kind of you know, can just be difficult on its own. Like any kind of overnight shoot, you're just going to be, you know, kind of wrecked, you know, like it's just definitely going to like mess up your, your senses and your system and all of that kind of thing. So it feels already like you're going into like a big, um, you know, you're kind of sacrificing something a little bit, you know, Um, but that said at the same time, um, I really admired the director who was also like, you know, self-producing, that kind of thing. It was really inspirational, actually, because despite the fact, and so like the, the rough thing about this this story is that um, it we didn't get, we didn't finish, you know, we ran out of time. And that was what was really, really sad. Otherwise, like it was this horror film um, that this guy was producing independently. And, um, you know, I he, he assembled like a really great crew, a really great cast, like, we all went up to, you know, again, it was like Lake Arrowhead or, or Big Bear, you know, somewhere up in the mountains to shoot it. And, um, you know, it was, it, this was, it was a rough day in a, in a different sense. And that like, in the sense that I was like really admiring how he, you know, paid for the Airbnb for us to stay, you know, and, and all okay. of this kind of thing. And, and, you know, and we were all kind of hustling because we knew that it was a bit of a, a grind just because it was so independent and so low budget, you know, like, 
uh, all of us like sleeping in, in bunk beds and stuff and going to bed at like, you know, four in the morning because we've been shooting all night, you know, <laughs> but like that next night, you know, we just didn't quite finish. And there was like enough left over where we're like, oh, we're just not going to get it, you know? Oh, and um, it was just, it was, it, and that was hard too, because again, it was like two overnight shoots in a row or something like that. We needed the night as a horror film, you know, and oh, we had wow. already put in a decent amount of work. So like to sort of put in like three quarters of the work, but just to not quite get that last quarter in, like God damn. Was, was, was rough in a different way, you know, cause you're just like, oh, we're so so close and like um and so you know we said the whole oh we're gonna reschedule and reshoot and that kind of thing and like it never it just didn't happen you know and it was just really unfortunate and kind of a big you know eye-opener for me at that point I don't think I'd even made anything on my own yet but just to really be like oh you got to give yourself a lot of time you got to give yourself more time than you think you'll need because it will go it will go really fast um so that was just, that was just a bummer, you know, because again, you're already like shooting overnight. It's low budget. You know, the pay is next to nothing, but you kind of don't right. care if you're like, Hey, I want to support this, you know, upcoming filmmaker trying to, you know, make stuff happen. Cause I get it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and just to see it fall like a little short, you know, it's just, ho- hopefully he's gone on to make other things, you know, and it, that it happens, you know, but, but that, that sucked. Just, just because we just didn't get out what we were, what we were putting in, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't even feel bad for me. I feel more badly for, for him, but, uh, yeah. And so what, so that, that was it then it just, you, and nothing you had was, I guess he, I mean, he couldn't use what you had. Like it just, it won't come out. Yeah. It didn't come out. It, it, oh. it, it just didn't, you know? Um, oh. but, um, uh, but that said, you know, it was, again, I think it was probably like one of those learning experiences for everybody where yeah. you're just like, okay, this is, you know, something to consider for next time. Yeah. Let's and also, sure um, our time. How, yes, let's make sure we budget our time, director. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I, um, I mean, going back to the, 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 the pier, the Santa Monica pier, project and just in general like you know projects that want to shoot in venice santa monica you know that area i mean you could just tell a lot of times whenever i see that on a, a casting notice i kind of cringe and i'm like oh i don't know about that because you, you 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 just know that they haven't planned things like oh where are we going to go like where are we going to keep people where yeah. where are we going to keep our stuff like it just I'm always, I'm always hesitant when I see that. Cause I'm like, Oh, there's a lot that can go wrong with that. And I don't know. It's, I, I wish that, you know, you can just go out and shoot stuff and you can sometimes, but I think a lot of times, even when people do that, they take a lot of precaution. They know what they're doing. And I think a lot of people just don't. Yeah. That's the thing. I think a lot of people just don't. And it's always so much more complicated than, you know, I, I just think that anytime you ask for someone's time you know um even if you are compensating them pretty well like it's just so important to to consider these little things and you know as an actor as you're you know trying to a of course and i said i'll say it a million times be grateful for every opportunity that comes up and take advantage of whatever comes up you know yeah you do take on a lot of things where it's going to be a big old question mark you know like what you're what exactly you're signing up for you know oh yeah and um 
I just think anything where like the weather is unpredictable mm-hmm. or can't be inside or you have to be, you know, like that, um, you, you know, and, and it's just like people are expecting people to sort of just tough it out. That That's when I get really annoyed because. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hate that. That's I mean, in any other business. I mean, first of all, in, in, the, in the bigger scheme of what we do, that would not be an issue. But then like in any other business, like you can't, you can't just tell people to tough it out. Like, I'm sorry, but actors deserve better than to, to sit on a bench. Like yeah. you, we deserve better than a bench. Like we deserve yeah. a place to go. I don't know, rent a table at Bubba Gump, like anything, anywhere. <laughs> yes, exactly. Some kind of shelter from the rain, please. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, it was practically raining that day. Yeah, like I, I do feel lucky because I haven't run into that like terribly, terribly, terribly um, in in a long time. And I, this is this is a story that's not mine, but a friend of mine's who uh, worked for a um, like a director who who her friend put her in touch with. It was doing a very independent type you know, shoot where they were shooting on their iPhones and that kind of thing. But, hmm. you know, this director maybe had a slightly inflated sense of self and, Oh God, uh, you know, you lost me at iPhone shooting. <laughs> yeah. I, I swear people saw that movie tangerine and just went nuts and was and like, Oh my God. Nuts, you know? And it's like, it can be done, but it, you have to really be like incredibly specific. Oh and- yeah. And tangerine itself was like, that was a studio. Like he had tons of money. Like this man knew what he was doing. He didn't just exactly. go out with an iPhone and shoot shit. Like it is a masterpiece what he made with an iPhone. And it was like part of the look I feel part of the, it contributed to like the, the whole tone of the film. I think yeah. you know, to have it, you know, being shot on an iPhone. I think this was some, some guy who kind of had a slightly inflated sense of himself and, you know, really, uh, you know, thought he was doing something super special and like look, <laughs> we all we all hope that our work you know rises to the occasion you know what i mean but i think sometimes when you have this expectation that like this is gonna you know go to sundance and it's gonna blow everyone's mind and get ready for you know <laughs> oscar short film nomination you know it's just like when but then not only was he you know shooting on an iphone but it was having he didn't hire any crew at all and he was having the actors who weren't in the scenes shoot the footage on the iphone the actors and um and yeah i think he had people like shoot at his house and there was one time where like his house was getting worked on so he's like use the bathroom before you come because you'll be able to use the bathroom and i was just like no 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 no. oh no 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 no, hearing the story about i was like you gotta you gotta get out of there like that's just completely unacceptable i can't i can't imagine how anyone think that's that's okay um, yeah, this isn't fucking camping yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just like stood out of my mind because even though it wasn't my own experience, I was just like, that is something that I just would not, I just wouldn't put up with it. You know, I just absolutely, Good. you know, that's such bullshit draw a line somewhere. Yeah. Like you definitely, you definitely have to draw a line somewhere. And, um, good. And I, I think I, you know, and I've, I've, you know, I've gone through shit like that too, where it's just like, this is unacceptable, but I'll accept it because I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now I'm like, no, yeah, this isn't a camping trip. I don't know you. I don't right. know you like this. Yes. Is, I'm not roughing it. Roughing exactly. it in showbiz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that shit where it's like, it has to be this like, yeah, like we're doing it for the art. 
exactly doing it for the passion and it's like are we or are you just fucking cheap right yes and it's like it's the answer is that you're just fucking cheap i think like the time and it's just like you know that so i'm all this to say like i'm thinking about you know these rough days in showbiz from like that perspective because i'm just like as someone who wants to create my own content and all that stuff i'm just like this is so important to me to make sure that like people don't have that kind of experience you know when i'm in charge and uh i just it, it really just baffles my mind at how um some people just don't take that into consideration. And I feel like everything we're seeing with like, you know, IATSE and, and, and all of the, the potential strike and all of that, oh, yeah. which may or may not have been avoided, but like, cause it's, I'm saying all this like as an actor and like my biggest gripe a lot of the time is I'm just sitting around bored, you know? But like, I, I'm, I'm looking at everyone else like constantly like lifting all this heavy equipment and like never getting to sit down or take a break or whatever. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm complaining and maybe I even have a right to, but like not compared to what you guys are putting up with. And like, yeah, that's true. That's insane to me. Sort of some of the expectations that are put not just on the cast, but on the crew, um, you know, to, to work these insane hours and just to, you know, have this like complete lack of turnover, basically, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just really, really baffling to me. And it's something that I think is so important for people to be like, I'm not going to put up with that. Like, that's just, just because that's how it's been for a long time. Like, doesn't mean that's how it should continue to be. Um, and, uh, so I, all these things, these stories that I'm hearing from like my friends or, you know, from people in IATSE or, or even other actors, you know, like, or even from my, my own experience, I'm just, I take so many notes of the things that make me feel kind of disrespected or kind of like, you know, you're not viewing me as like a professional. And I think so many times too, like there's so many situations where people make you feel like they're doing you a favor, you know? And and like the reality is of course, like, yes, there's a million and one actors here in LA you know, there's a million and one more on the bus coming tomorrow. And, you know, I get it. I totally get that. But there's also a lot of us who really have put in our time and, you know, put in, put in the work and our craft and, and, and really work to do a good job. And it can just be, you know, incredibly, incredibly um, disheartening when, you know, people act like you should be you know, so thankful for the bare, bare minimum. And I'm just like, I just want to find ways in my own life to like not put up with that anymore, you know? Yes. Indicative of like this bigger issue of like, let me throw you a bone when it's like, I can't pay my bills and, you know, exposure or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing or experience, you know, like treat treat me like a professional and then I'll act accordingly. But you know, sometimes there's this, this assumption of like, you know, that we'll work for free. And the, you, it, it's just, I'm just kind of reaching my wits end with it a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad that you're saying all this. I mean, I, I've been, you know, I'm submitting for a lot more projects. And I, I think about it all the time. I'm like, oh, I know, I'll see something and I'll go, I know what this is going to be. Like, it's, it's going to be this like labor of love. I'll be thinking, oh, I should be, I should want to do it. I should be happy to do it. And I, I feel guilty, you know, just to be like, oh, well, you know, I want to get paid. Like, 
I should be happy with the bare minimum because I'm just happy to work as an actor, have an audition as an actor. But um, I don't think it has to be that extreme, maybe. I I agree with you. And like, I, t- I fight that all the time. Like this, yeah. this is like imposter syndrome, right? Where you're like, am I good enough to ask for money? You know, yeah. like, and there's so many times when I'm like complaining to my friends about this very thing. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, saying this because I think I'm so great and like, I'm a genius and, you know, how dare you, you know, it's like, not like that at all, where it's just more like, Hey, it's a job, you know? And, and like, it's, it's a job and that I've been putting in a lot of time to get good at, or, or at least, you know, as good as I can be at this point in time. And regardless, it's still a lot of work that I'd be putting in. So, you know, that's my time. That's my time. Yeah. I, I fight, you know, that sense of imposter syndrome, like every day, you know? Yeah. I think something that I'm trying to realize separates um, the people from, uh, you know, who, who maybe do end up, you know, getting, getting paid gigs or things like that a little bit more regularly and, and moving forward in their careers from the people who, who don't it is, is speaking up on that, you know, and, yeah. and in a very different way, this was years ago, years ago, I have a great management team now, but um, oh, sweet. I, I had a manager who, he was just sending me out for a lot of uh, you know, it, like a lot of roles that were like naked girls screaming over a dead body type of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, I, th- there's situations where, you know, I would consider nudity or whatever, but it would be in a very specific context and, right. um, you know, for, for a certain amount of money and for, right, a certain, right. you know, like an actual role, you know, right. Same, I, honestly, same. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, every, everyone has to sort of find that line for themselves. But I was like, here, here's where my line is. And anyway, he kept on sending me out for things like that. And I was just like, Hey, can we have a conversation about like the types of things you're sending me out for? Because it's not, this is not the direction that I'm looking to go in, you know? And it was kind of one of those things where I really struggled to speak up about it for a long time because I was like, I should just be lucky to be getting any audition and I'm just starting out and all of that stuff, you know? Um, and, but, but, and, but I was like, you know what? I just, I don't want to, these are not the roles I want to take. And I shouldn't feel bad about speaking up about that. And if the yeah. manager truly gives a shit, he should be like, Oh, okay. Well, here's either explain, like, here's what I was thinking about or, okay, let's redirect and let's, whatever, you know, instead he like emailed me back and said, you know, just something about, you know, I don't have time to talk to you about this. And, you know, kind of just implying that like he knew what he was doing and I didn't. So I should just shut up and fall in line. Mm, And that did not sit well with me, let me tell you. And so instantly I was like, okay, well you're fired because this is not, this is not good. Good. And it felt really empowering. And, and again, like there was a time where I was like, oh, did I do the right thing? Like, should I have, you know, whatever. But, um, and, and again, that, that struggle doesn't necessarily go away, but I think in, I'm glad it happened because it, it, I was like, no, I wouldn't have been happy, you know, sort of continuing to tiptoe around, you know, this guy and these auditions that he was sending me out for. And especially once he was like, I'm not, I don't have time to talk to you. I was like, that's, your job dude like that's you know like come on um so so yeah I feel like trying to have better standards for for myself in that regard is something I'm like really working on you know and it can be hard for me like I'm definitely kind of a 
people pleaser, you know, and I want everyone to be happy and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to start any trouble or anything, you know? And so I think I have to fight against this instinct to sort of be like, no, it's fine, you know, but more and more I'm like, pay me, (laughs) first of all, pay me. And um, second of all, you know, let's to, to, to take note of, um, how the production company operates and how they treat their actors, how they treat their crew members, because, you know, being on set is rough enough, you know, just even when oh, it's yeah. a set, it's just long days and a lot of work and stuff like that. And I, I don't think it's too much to ask for people to consider how everyone else is getting treated on those sets. It is absolutely not too much to ask. I had an audition um, long time ago, it was like, it was a web series audition. It was a self-submission, submitted for it. Cool, got the audition. Concept sounded kind of weird. It was supposed to be a comedy. And I think there was like, it was about like a, a person who has like a robot and the robot is like their their friend or something. It was kind of strange, but I thought, okay, like I can make this funny. Um, <laughs> and so I, it was in North Hollywood and it was at this dance studio, which was kind of strange. And so I remember the wait being forever. And it was, it was one of those auditions where they were like pairing people up. Like you'd get there and you'd sign in and then you, you'd get paired up with like a, a scene partner, you know, and then you, you have all these like sets of two people, like, you know, 10 sets of two people going in, going in, going in, going in. I'd be like, okay, so I'm doing it with my scene partner. It's whatever where and what's waiting a long, long time. It's like a long wait in this weird dance studio. Um, and so we finally get in the room, but this lady, this person who was casting it, she, she was dressed like a cowboy for some reason. Like it was like, she had like true religion jeans and like a cowboy hat. She was basically, she was dressed like Brett Michaels, basically. <laughs> and I was like, what, who is this person? And I think, I think I looked her up. She had cast like a couple you know, indie, like low budget, you know, kind of web series-y things. And I was like, okay. And so here she is and she's this person. And I was like, okay, this is odd. So we do the scene. It was whatever. And she said, okay, hey, so um, we want to have you guys, we, we want to bring you back for the second round, but it's, it's today. We want to have you guys come back, but it's today at, at like 2.30. Sure. <laughs> Right. And I was like, oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She said, okay, great. So like come back at, at two 30, the director writer director is going to be here. And like, yeah, it's good. We're, we'll see you then. I said, okay. So I had an hour, hour and a half where I'm just walking around North Hollywood. And I, I, I got, I was like, well, I might as well grab some quick lunch. Cause I gotta be back there. And so I get lunch at Panera bread and I'm eating this Panera bread. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. Like, Oh, I have to be there back there in a half hour. This was not supposed to be my day. Like you're expecting people to just give you their whole day to do this. Like unpaid web series, by the way, unpaid. This is a a passion project. Like what we're talking about. So I was like, so I finished this little soup and salad, whatever the fuck I'm eating. (laughs) And, And and go walk back to this dance studio. Here we go. And here's more people. And I say, okay, let's, let's just, I'm here. Let me just fucking do this. So Mm -hmm. I get paired again with another person, 
Same, same thing, kind of a longish wait, not feeling it. And at this point, I'm just over it. I'm like, this was a bad idea. Like, as soon as I was waiting over a half hour, I was like, okay, I, I want to be at it. I don't even care what happens. I'm going in the room, but I don't even, this is like stupid. <laughs> so we get in the room and like this dude who's the writer director supposedly is like really kind of stern, not a warm person, kind of a dick. I mean, just like, you know, we do the scene and he, he's acting like he's the shit and he's acting like, it, I basically felt like I was, it, it was Shark Tank. He carried himself like one of the investors of Shark Tank, like he's this multi-million dollar person and is about to give, make my dreams come true. Like that's how he spoke to us to give mm-hmm. us notes and stuff. And I was like, this guy's an asshole. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I think he, he had us do it like three times. And by the third time I was like, okay, I don't even care. And I, I think I just threw it away. I was like, I don't even care what's happening. I think I even started showing him attitude at one point. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay. I'm dying to. Yeah, dying to, dying to be here right now. And, and the Brett Michaels lady was, was uh, uh, back as well. So yeah, that was, we, we, I, I, me and my partner, we did our thing. We walked out, we walk out very pissed off. We get outside. We're like, that was ridiculous. That was, why did we do this? I don't know. Okay, great to meet you. Goodbye. And I've never forgotten that audition. Didn't get it, obviously. And I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even know if the fucking thing came out. It probably didn't. Probably didn't. I probably, it you. felt like that thing where it's like this guy, I looked him up. He didn't really even, he hadn't done anything previously either. So it was probably like either a passion project or he was putting his own money in or whatever, but I probably didn't come out. And we so- just I can just I feel like I know that guy oh my god yes figuring another story oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yes it's like who do you think you are what is this who are these people you think you're like the second coming of like Steven Spielberg or something and you know instead of just facing the reality of this is just some no budget project you're just expecting to be thrilled to be a part of you know right like Like it's it's you know 4 p.m I've been in North Hollywood for five hours like what do you want from me yeah yeah Yeah. no that's just so that's exactly what I'm talking about that type of entitled attitude that some people have not everyone but so many people I've that triggered one quick last story if you've got if you've got hell yeah hell yeah um like because when I first there's a lot of uh (laughs) mistakes that I made when I when I first moved to LA you know almost 12 years ago um but um one of them was looking on Craigslist for auditions because that was um, one of the things to do at the time um, and there was this like audition or, or it was like, we're shooting or something like that, where they needed people, um, for, for some kind of action movie type thing. And they're like, you'll get an IMDB credit, you know? And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, an IMDB credit. And, you know, like just moved here, like fresh out of college, just like really wanted to, was so eager to be like, look, mom, I didn't completely make a horrible choice with my life, you know? Yeah. So I was like an IMDB credit, that'll show them. Um, so <laughs> I go to this like random warehouse downtown, you know, like just somewhere. I, I couldn't even tell you where it is anymore, but it was literally some random warehouse. And there were people lined up around the block who also found this IMDB ad apparently, um, like lined up around the block. And we just, so first of all, it just takes a long time just to get through that line and get in the door where like hours, like hours. And I, I, it just speaks to how desperate I must've been at the time to, to have stayed through all of that. Cause I already had my doubts, you know, finally get in, we wait a lot, a little bit longer. 
then they like, they take some of us and we start kind of doing some very rudimentary, you know, sword type work where they're like showing us how to do a very basic couple sword swings. And I'm like, where is this going? Like, what is going on? And anyway, like, but then for the rest of the time, they're like, okay, sit over here. We're going to shoot. We're going to shoot soon. A couple more hours pass. Okay, stay over here. We're going to shoot soon. More hours pass. I'm telling you, this went into the night. I left at Mm. 2 p.m. after just saying, fuck it. After shooting nothing, got no IMDb credit. I just left because I was like, this is where nothing's happening. Nothing, they don't, nothing is going on. We're just sitting here. I've been here for over 12 hours, like for an IMDb credit. And like, so I finally just left like in the middle of the night, just like, nope, I'm done. I'm gone. Just good. Um, because I, and I, it's so funny that that was one that was really buried down deep (laughs) because it was so ridiculous. And I'm just like, I can't believe that that really happened, but it really did. And, uh, you know, just showed up to some random warehouse, downtown LA stayed there for over 12 hours, trying for for the, doing nothing for the sake of an IMDb credit. I, I, I I don't think that movie came out either. Definitely not. I mean, was there movement like were they doing stuff elsewhere was it that's just so weird it's just, it was so it was so weird i feel like they were shooting some random things but there wasn't like i it was it, like we were so like it was a big open warehouse too you know yeah. so i was like shoot some things but then like they just weren't using most of the people who were there and i'm like what are we here for yeah 12 hours Come yeah on. that was a rough one I'm like left in the middle of the night like looking for my wherever I parked somewhere in a creepy alleyway. Right. Oh my God. Like so stupid, you know, like just, you do so many stupid things thinking that, oh, but what if this is my big break? That was a rough one. That was, that was a rough one. So (laughs) what do you have coming up? Uh, Hopefully some really fun things coming up. Um, I am going to be directing a couple short films um, and uh one at the end of this month and one in uh december and january um one of them with my uh good friend marissa hood who i think you might have on at some point who i collaborated with on two weeks notice um which was a very funny comedic short that uh, she wrote um and uh, i'm also in as you mentioned uh, i'm in post-production for um, a short that i just uh filmed called the package um yes and that's you know being being edited and put together right now and that's been really fun um it was a great little two-day short um uh that i did with like uh i directed it and you know had a small sort of skeleton crew shot it in my apartment you know um but uh it went really well and so i'm excited to sort of you know wrap up the post-production and start moving into you know submitting it to film festivals and, and things like that oh hell yes and and where can people follow you Pretty much. Um, I, I'm on Instagram. If you go to at Melanie Lee Thompson, um, you can find me and, uh, you know, follow, follow what I'm doing. At Melanie Lee Thompson. Mm -hmm. This was awesome. What great stories. Thank you for being so raw and honest. (laughs) And this is like exactly what we go through. And that's what we want. That's what we want to hear. Cause it's true. (laughs) Everyone's going through this shit. Everyone's going through it. Yeah, that that whole marriage. Because I want to say again, like I'm again, I'm always incredibly grateful for like any opportunity that comes my way. But you know, sometimes you do put up with some bullshit. So, Absolutely. Like, and you're making your own stuff. 
and not doing all the bullshit. You're making good experiences for people, good days in showbiz from the rough days. (laughs) Melanie Thompson, woo! (laughs) Thanks. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.